Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Maniba of the Burgundy Gold Report. How you doing, Adam? Good, man. It's like it's the off-season, but like all the news going around <laughs> about some of the disgruntled players. There's just yep. always a lot to talk about, man. That is, that is. And it's always hard to come back from, like, such an awesome, and I'm going to give ourselves props here, have such an awesome podcast with Gary Clark last week. I mean, wow. I'm still, like, in the glow, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, I still have to carry over from last week's podcast, you know? Oh, yeah. No, for for me, that's just begin. The interview was the first part. Like I said, I'll be doing a whole legend series with our doctor interview and Gary Clark. So, yeah, you know, we have a long off season until training camp. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot. I'm just getting started with Gary Clark. But, man, yeah, what a great interview and getting some great feedback. I think that uh, a lot of people got to hear some things from Gary Clark they haven't seen. He's not one to go on a lot of shows, so we were definitely (laughs) uh, blessed to have him on. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. He's a down-to-earth, great guy all the way around. Somebody I'd love to hang out with now. You know, I'm, just saying, I'm not just right. saying that because he's a two-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler. I'm saying that because he's just honestly a pretty cool guy. So I'll pat ourselves on the back one more time. Good job, us. Way to go. Hey, man, um, so something else. Totally, not, totally off topic, but I know you haven't seen it yet. I, but we talk about Marvel stuff all the time. I'm a big fan. Loki just came out on Disney+. Plus, Man, you got to check it out. Owen Wilson is fantastic. He's not, I mean, maybe he's not Hansel from, from Zoolander fantastic, but he's pretty darn good. So I'm going to give that free plug to Disney Plus. If you feel like sending me some money to Disney Plus, send it our way, all right? We could use it, all right? So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I plug them all the time. <laughs> all right, we have a lot to talk about today, including Julio Jones on the Tennessee Titans, Le'Veon Bell's bizarre comments about Andy Reid, possible landing spots for Malik Hooker, and Stephon Gilmore, quarterback predictions across the NFL, and much, much more. So let's get this rolling. All right, let's start with Julio Jones, because the Atlanta Falcons traded Julio Jones and a 2023 six-round pick to Tennessee Titans in return for a 2022 second-rounder and a 2023 fourth-rounder. Now, Jones averaged 1,565 yards a year, from 2014 to 2019, prior to having a nagging hamstring that derailed much of 2020. Regardless, Titans general manager John Robinson said, quote, based on our evaluation of Julio Jones, he's healthy and doesn't look like he's lost anything to us, unquote. ESPN's Diana Rossini backed that up, reporting that Jones is, quote, 100% healthy and that Jones will be reporting or reportedly reporting to the three days minicamp after being uh, at the team's facilities this week, something that Jones has typically skipped while in Atlanta. So tell me, Adam, what do you think about this trade? Who won the trade, and what impact do you think Julio Jones will have in Tennessee? Yeah, I think the the, the most common narrative with that we're hearing is, well, he's going to go out there, it, it's going to suck for him because, you know, right. getting a lot of balls, that's just not what they do in Tennessee. But I, I'm going to disagree because I don't think you go out and make the move. Granted, you know, the investment wasn't anything crazy. No first rounds involved, you know, you know, right. nothing crazy. So I think that Tennessee puts them in a position now where, you know, they can continue to run their offense, but now they can open up anytime they want with Brown and Julio Jones. 
So yes, I think sir. that to me, they're, they're the clear winners. Atlanta, they, although they still have Matt Ryan, they have Pitts, you know, they have some weapons. They're rebuilding. They're going to be right back where they were next year. So to have only a second round to show for it, you know, I don't think anyone thought they were going to get a first round out of it. But with the second round, they're make no mistake, they're going to get their quarterback next year because that'll be a Ryan's, uh, Matt Ryan's last year on his deal. So right. that extra second round pick will probably come in handy. But you know, the way I think Tennessee is projecting, and I think they're going to fall, that's going to be a late second rounder. So you know, I, I think it's Tennessee is the clear cut winners because they're going to be able to open up. They're going to do be able to do things they haven't done. Julio Jones is going to get a lot of respect. That's going to open up a lot of opportunities for A.J. Brown. So fantasy right, he's someone right. that I'm going to really be targeting if he's available, um, you know, that second-round range. I'm definitely going to be targeting because I think he's going to get, you know, a lot of balls next year. Yeah, you know, and I'll add just two things. So I agree with everything you say there, Adam, except for the fact that I'll throw in one caveat. If Julio Jones is healthy, then we get everything yeah. you said. You know, yeah. if we can rely on – um, you know, general manager John Robinson and ESPN's Diana Rossini and Jones is healthy and he stays healthy. I agree 1000%. But, you know, if he ends up being like, you know, his last year, the, you know, the greatness is still there. You see the flashes, but the consistency isn't. That certainly won't be worth that second round pick if he doesn't stay healthy at least, you know, 14 games out of the season, you know, 13, 14 games. Uh, you miss one or two, you know, maintenance games, that's fine. But, you know, if he doesn't hit the majority of those games, I think that's going to be a real issue. The other thing I'll note is that when Julio Jones was looking for a landing spot, he actually went on record of saying he really wants to get someplace where someone can, quote, get the, underneath, get, um, get the ball to him, you know, underneath. So they give him space underneath to get them the ball. So they, he was all talking about right. getting the ball up in the air over defenses and letting him go and get it. And you know, I, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is that guy, <laughs> you know, I understand right. he was, he was given some, he was saying something, some things that weren't particularly positive about Matt Ryan, about how he's lost some of the air under his ball, but I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is that guy, you know, that that's yeah. worries me a little bit. So at the I end of the day, I definitely think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think you're going to have to, you know, keep an eye on his health, number one, and his connection with Tannehill during training camp. Like, you know, a lot of people don't put too much stock into it, but when it's a new player in a new offense, I think, you know, Julio Jones going from Alabama to Atlanta to here, this mm-hmm. is something that, that's noteworthy here because um, I think what Tennessee is trying to run is going to be far different than anything he's seen with Tennessee. But, you know, it might be some familiar, familiar concept from uh, Alabama who was, you know, a very run-oriented team. So, I think it'll also right. be something to watch is the fact that they won't be playing in a lot of those domes, a lot of those turf. It'll be interesting to see if without those turf fields, if they'll still experience a lot of these lower body injuries. Because, you know, just people I talked to said they think that that could help his, you know, his longevity by playing out there, you know, a lot less of those games, a lot less strain. I never actually thought of it like that. Um, but right. I guess, you know, as far as, you know, stress on the lower body, the legs, the knees, everything like that, that a lot of people, a lot of players feel better about, you know, playing in the, you know, the outside uh, on the field. But the turf has definitely been an issue. So, yeah, it'll definitely be something to watch. Yep, most definitely. So let's see. It may be the change of scenery from Atlanta to Tennessee does something to keep him healthy. And hopefully for the Tennessee Titans, it is a good pickup. Let's hit the bell on that and move on to our next topic. And that's Le'Veon Bell. So interestingly, Le'Veon Bell has made news for himself, right? There really hasn't been really any news, but he's created news for himself. Now, what's, what's interesting about all this is that we saw this, this kind of coming, right? I mean, we, we went to the Super Bowl, Chiefs lost. Le'Veon Bell did not touch the ball. It couldn't have been more disastrous for him 
joining the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he latched on to them, and he thought he might be giving um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, the rookie at that time, who was struggling kind of up to week five. Maybe we give him a run for his money. Did not turn out that way. Bell surpassed seven carries only twice in nine games, catching just 13 passes of the Chief. He fell behind not only Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but Daryl Williams on the depth chart, and it got so bad that Bell actually claimed during Super Bowl media week that he signed with the Chiefs because he expected a light workload. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he meant a wet light, no workload. Uh, that seems right. like that's something that Le'Veon Bell wouldn't want just based on his history. And so it's not completely out of, no, completely surprising that last week Bell wrote in an Instagram comment, quote, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first, unquote. So perhaps what was most surprising about that wasn't a statement. It was that Bell made this statement in a post regarding someone who excessively spent $700 at McDonald's. So I'm going to pause there for a, I'm going to pause there for a moment. Dan. Is it even possible to spend $700 at McDonald's? I mean, what do you say? That's like 176 Big Macs. Who needs that? Well, the White House, they did it for the White House. So, so I think fair. they spent a couple thousand dollars. Good point. I think it can Good get point. done. Yep. Yes, that's right. Our, our, our former president, thank you for proving yep. me wrong. You can't spend $700 at McDonald's. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. I knew it was good for something. All right. So, hey, I got to ask you this. What's your favorite McDonald's food, right. Adam? Do you have a favorite McDonald's food? Um, I Honestly, I don't have fast food too much, but, like, back in the day, yeah, it was definitely good. always just, like, you know, original, like, you know, a cheeseburger, just double cheeseburger. Yeah. Just like, I'm, 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 I'm a, and my dad, he was the same way, just, like, easy, like, when he used to take, that's when I really used to go to McDonald's with my dad back in the day, you know, yeah. just cheeseburgers and fries, you know, easy. Yeah, yeah. Got to get the basic stuff, man. I mean, it barely yeah. qualified as a cheeseburger because, you know, there wasn't much oh, of a yeah. burger in there. But still, hey, it, yeah. it, it was a nostalgia of it all, right? I'm, I'm kind of a chicken nuggets guy. You know, I know they're <laughs> synthetically formed chicken parts. But, hey, if you bread it and fry it, chances are I'm going to eat it. And, and that's no different no when it comes to chicken nuggets. Anyway, <laughs> let's, get it, let's get back to Le'Veon Bell. I, I just thought that was really notable. I'm like, he decided to announce this in an Instagram post about spending money at McDonald's. Okay, this guy obviously has free time Crazy. on his hands. Anyway. Le'Veon Bell. So this, this isn't the first time we heard Bell criticize a coach, right? He was plenty right. critical of Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin during his time in Pittsburgh, as well as ex-Jets coach Adam Gase. He specifically noted on Twitter about Gase, quote, I don't consider an HB dive on third and short every time an opportunity. We line up, they call it right. a play. That's not an opportunity. On top of the play being a dive, I can't make stuff shake with that. Okay, so right. although I will say – that I always call an HB dive on Madden on third and short, and I can make stuff <laughs> shake. So I'm just saying, right. I don't know. Maybe it's you, Le'Veon Bell. Maybe you're the, the problem right. here. Anyway, Adam, what do you think? What do you think of Le'Veon Bell, this entire situation? How do you think this impacts where he ends up in 2021? Like you said, you know, after how many coaches, when you're going to take a look at yourself and say, okay, you know, maybe I need to change what I do. And, you know, when we talked about it originally when the signing occurred, I was thinking, you know, you're going to see a lot more of him in the receiving game, a lot less asked to be running back. So I was thinking, yeah. you know, that'll be his role over there. But I think, you know, they had decent luck as far as injuries. Hardman, you know, Hill and all those guys are pretty durable. So he really didn't have to be asked. But I knew from the get-go that he wasn't going to be more than maybe, you know, a spot carry here and there. So, uh, you know, uh, all the news, all the attention, I'm a little surprised because even at this point, you know, his visits around the league, everything like this, it's just much to do about nothing because I think with – a lot of the teams right now pretty solid on their, you know, their second, even third guy maybe in their rotation. Some guy might be looking for an extra. But, you know, as a Washington fan, you know, we have Gibson. We brought in some other guys. Yes. But I wouldn't touch him because he's a head yeah. case. And, you know, he's really 
you're talking about some really respected disciplinarians out there as, as far as, you know, Mike Tomlin. And yeah. I think that, you know, he's going to, he's going to continually have problems. It sounds like he's just not, uh, you know, he's not with authority and he had that, you know, that breakout season in Pittsburgh and he just, you know, he thought more of himself than he should, but the problem yeah. is he pays the wrong position. That that's the problem. His yep. attitude would it would go perfectly if he was a wide receiver. And you know we've seen <laughs> right, with Antonio right. Brown, like look how yes, bad sir. it can get. But but you know, damn, you can always come back if you've got that talent. And Bell has that talent, and he's you know just a shade over thirty. But the yeah. thing is, he's a running back. So yeah. again, much ado about nothing. As far as butting heads with with Andy Reid, I think it's pretty obvious. It was the Super Bowl was probably ran deep, and I think any one of us. That probably would make us, you know, go go all out, you know, about our coach online because no matter how unprofessional it is, he had an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl and, you That's know, right. he pretty much got it taken away and they lost. So I think it's easier to say the coach made the right decision when he won, but I think when he lost, of course, all the blame is going to go that, oh, well, I should have been in there. I would have made a difference. <laughs> yep, yep. I, told, I totally agree with everything you said there. And, and my hat's off to Le'Veon Bell making himself relevant. Right. I mean, just like it's, no one else has right. news on him. And he, he just right. got himself into the news cycle. Way to go, Le'Veon. That's the way to go. You just got yourself in the news cycle. <laughs> I love it. You got to, got to respect the guy who does his own PR. I'm sure Gary Clark would love that. He does a lot of uh, PR stuff for uh, his clients over at Gary Clark Incorporated. So oh, maybe he's Gary, hire Le'Veon Bell. Be a good, I don't think he'd be a Gary Clark guy, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's hit the bell on that one. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go to Malik Hooker here. Now, we already talked about Malik Hooker previously when we discussed our top available free agents, and it looks like Hooker is still available. He noted last week with regard to returning from that torn Achilles that he suffered last year that, quote, from a health standpoint, I'm feeling pretty good right now, unquote. He had visits with the Steelers, Dolphins, and Cowboys so far. So, Adam, what do you think? Is there a signing in Hooker's future? And if so, where do you think he's going? Yeah, I do think he's signed because – if he can pass a physical, you know, I, I can't see a team not offering him at least a veteran minimum one-year deal. So, you know, it, to me, it always comes back to Dallas because I, I think that, you know, as long as I can remember, they have just not had anybody in the in, in the strong safety or free safety was anyone to talk about. So, right. to me, it seems like a no-brainer that he ends up there, you know, at some point. But the, I'm just surprised some team's not kind of jumping on it now. Unless right. in Hooker's camp they're hoping to get more than a one-year, you know, veteran minimum deal. But I think we've seen that with all the players that come available this late. So, again, if he's still, if we're still getting a camp, it's either of two things if he's not signed. Either the injury concern is a lot deeper. Because, again, it's not just Achilles. He's had injuries, you know, since he's coming to the league. Mm-hmm. Or it's that he's really holding out. But I, I think the injuries are going to be a concern. And I, I think that in the end, Dallas will probably be the best uh, landing spot for him because it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it does make sense, and it'll be interesting to see what what happens there. Um, well, let's see what happens. I mean, like like I said, it, it's one of those things that injury can derail a career. Uh, I we haven't heard right. anything that would lead us to believe he can't be the same guy back on the field returning from the torn Achilles, but it's uh, yet to be seen. Who's going to take the take the stab at it? So let's see and ring the bell on that one. Move on to another defensive player, Stefan Gilmore. So there amidst rumors that he might be holding out, it was reported today as Stephon Gilmore was not in attendance at the start of the Patriots' mandatory minicamp. Now, Gilmore missed much of the 2020 season after injuring his quad, but is set to make around half of what other top-end cornerbacks are making this season at about $7.9 million. 
good for only the 24th highest paid cornerback in 2021. So Gilmore will be subject to $94,000 in fines if he holds out of minicamp. But heck, we're talking millions here. So what's $94,000 a month, friends? What are your thoughts about Gilmore, whether he'll be leaving the Patriots or if the Patriots will find a way to make this work? Like, you gotta, you got to respect him for what he's trying to do. But, man, if you're going to not do that anywhere, it's in New England. I think we've seen with yeah. corners that were, you know, just as star-studded and, and highly revered as, as him. And they just doesn't go anywhere. With Bill Belichick, he has a plan, and he never seems to overpay for, for corners. So I was, I was actually surprised when Gilmore got the money that he did because mm-hmm. I just think that Bill Belichick has the sense that he can continually, you know, change up those guys. But I think in the end, you know, Gilmore's going to play through this year regardless. I think uh, they're not going to – they're in no urgency to move him to get any kind of – because if you're seeing what's going around in the league, they're not going to get any real compensation for him. So I don't think they're right. going to do that. I think they're going to be like either come and play or just take the fines. So in the yeah. end, I think this this could, you know, we could get to the trading deadline. Maybe something more might come up out of it. But in the end, yeah, I, I think he's a patriot for this year at least. Yeah, I agree. And he's uh, he's been there a while, and I suspect he's going to be a fixture there. And I, you know, I agree he should do a little bit, and make a little bit of noise. Maybe he sets the right. uh, sets the path towards getting more money next year. Who knows? Anyway, let's go ahead and ring the bell and go into our last topic of the day, which is actually our predictions on starting quarterbacks, uh, because there are a lot of quarterbacks out there. <laughs> there are a lot of quarterbacks in those quarterback rooms, and there's a couple teams in particular where it's a little bit unclear. But let's start with those New England Patriots. We'll just go back there right now and flip over to the offense. They got in their quarterback room Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Jared Stidham, and Brian Hoyer. Now, apparently, in OTAs, and voluntary OTAs at least, that is the order in which they got reps. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Jared Stidham, and Brian Hoyer. But ESPN's Mike Reese reported that Mac Jones looked incredibly accurate on the field, may give Newton a run for his money, and of course, Newton had that injury, which didn't turn out to be a big deal. But hey, that just reminds us, Newton can get injured, and he does quite right. often. So what do you think here? New England Patriots predict for us how the quarterback is going to play out in 2021. I think Bill Belichick ultimately, if he wasn't interested in rolling with Cam Newton, he he wouldn't have brought him back. So I think there's a, there's level of interest there with him starting the season. So I don't think you know if you've looked at anything Bill Belichick's done in the past, it just doesn't seem like it, it's adding up to Mac Jones being the day one starter. But in saying that, you know, like we said, injuries are a long time till September. So. I think that's what's going to be holding. That's the only thing that could stop um, Cam Newton from starting at this point. But could Mac Jones do enough to impress them? Possibly. But I think um, it'll be Cam Newton's job to lose. But again, I don't. I don't see him staying. His durability being a factor where you know he'll be able to last more than five, six games. So even if it's not the week one, I think Cam Newton probably doesn't make out of week six before um, um, Mac Jones gets in the game because I think. You don't invest what they did. They haven't invested this much in a quarterback, and I just think it doesn't make sense that he's going to sit long. With all the pieces that they've added, they pretty much yeah. can ask him to be a game manager and not throw him to the wolves, but I think they still want him to you know, get a sense of it. But I think when Mac Jones gets in, it'll be a, the offense will run better with him than Cam Newton anyways, but I think that Bill Belichick is a smart enough coach to know, you know not to put him in right away. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. I know I, I'm 100% on board with the fact that Cam Newton will start the season. How long he'll last there is a question mark because of injury and because of play. But, you know, I, I think he certainly will start there. And there's lots of discussion about how he's changing his throwing motion and doing all these other things. So who knows? Maybe he will become the guy they want him to be. 
I, I wouldn't necessarily write Jared Stidham out of the picture, not in terms of a long-term plan, but in terms right. of buying Mac Jones more time. You know, I've always thought of Mac Jones as, you know, he's a, he's a, he can be a good NFL quarterback, not a great one, but a good NFL quarterback. I, I just don't know if he is going to be ready in his first season. And if you're the Patriots and things are going south, and, you know, you might as well throw Stidham in there, take a couple lumps, and maybe give Mac Jones a couple games at the end to get his feet wet and not put so much pressure on him, you know, because you don't want to break him. And I, I just don't see, like, Bilicek is one guy that I just don't think will ever try to break one of his new toys, you know. Just, he's not going to put him in that position. So, interesting to see. I'd right. love to see him on the field, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Entirely up to Newton. Let's go to my favorite team, and that is the Chicago Bears who quietly have a QB room that has some semblance of um, respectability now, uh, which I couldn't have said uh, many months ago. We have Andy Dalton, we have Nick Foles, and Justin Fields. So Andy Dalton obviously was confirmed as a starter before the draft by Matt Nagy. Of course, that was before the draft, so things have changed significantly since then. Nick Foles, very interestingly, you know, he's going to be tough because uh, gameplay, not great, and he's guaranteed $4 million in 2021 and $5 million in 2022, although there are rumors that the Jets are interested in trading for Foles because they want to get a veteran quarterback in their QB room soon, and we'll get to the Jets in a second. And then there's Justin Fields, who on the 35th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of my favorite films, <laughs> Justin Fields signed his contract and took in a Cubs game at Wrigley Field where he literally got a five-minute standing ovation. So all of Chicago is very excited, and you know, signing it on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 35th anniversary, just you know, just to put in the putting the cherry on top right there. So what are, your, what are your thoughts here with the Chicago Bears and that QB room? How's that going to sort out next season? First of all, you sound like I did in 2012 with, with, with RG3 and how ecstatic no. I was. And I'm not saying <laughs> temporary expectations. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I think the only, you know, freak things, injuries, everything could happen. But I think yep. with Justin Fields' situation, I'm glad you mentioned the Nick Foles' um, situation because I do think they're going to move him. I think it's very unlikely you're going to see them, you know, bring two veterans and in, in him and Dalton in. So I think, you know, it's setting up for Dalton to, you know, be the leader in camp, probably go at least to week six, week seven. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. going to depend on a lot how the season's going. I think if right. um, regardless if they're winning – I think it's going to be how he's t- dealing with the pressure, you know, um, how he's incorporating the offense, you know, because they have some weapons. There's no doubt about it. Now, Chicago has some weapons on offense, and I think that they'll get a little impatient with Dalton not being able to, you know, push that ball downfield because, you know, field, there's no doubt about it. He has some issues reading the field, but there's no doubt about it. Man, he can sling that 65 yards, no problem. So right, I right. think it's just a matter of time getting him ready. But, again, another dual-threat quarterback that you can really bring in. Like, again, 2012, what Kyle Shanahan did in Washington. There's a lot yes. of things you can do with the player. And that doesn't mean letting them take hits and, you know, throwing them to the wolves because the way the Shanahan 2012 offense worked with Griffin, that zone read, Griffin really sacrificed his body a lot. There was a lot of situations yeah. where in college, you, you know, you pitch and do that. So the concepts were great. And I think in Chicago that it would be in their best interest to, you know, run a lot of those concepts because I think that in his first couple of years will really get him going. And what that does is it'll make the defense be honest and let, really let him set it up, give him time to be able to read NFL defenses. Cause I do think it's going to take a couple of years. Griffin, it yep. never happened. So it just shows yep. you, you know, you can say, say that is something that they need to work on and they, sometimes they fix it and they don't. But in my opinion, similar to Washington, he's in a great situation with their coaching staff. 
Andy Dalton is a really good guy to have in front of him as far as, uh, you know, QB intellect and you yep. know, film study. And, and we all know that for everything we've seen, Justin Fields is a, you know, a film junkie. So to me, a good thing that, you, you know, you mentioned the Ferris Bueller situation, but, you know, again, it's, it, it's that exciting. Yeah. It's that exciting as, you know, if I was a Chicago fan right now with the defense they put together, with the pieces, pieces they're putting on offense, with what's happening in Green Bay, man, I think oh, Detroit is yes. nothing to talk about. I, I, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really excited for, to be a Chicago fan right now. They've got that's a right. lot going on right now for them. Well, the number one, it's funny that the number one thing that a Chicago fan has to be excited about is what's going on in Green Bay. Not, not really. I mean, I'm excited yeah. about Justin Fields, but Aaron Rodgers leaves the scene. It's a whole new ball game, right. my friend. So that's, that's exciting stuff. But, I, hey, I'll take RG3 minus the injury. That's what I'm saying. He was, yeah, he was excited exactly. that, that first year. Oh, my right. goodness. All right, let's go ahead and um, let's move on to these guys. We have a couple more teams here to cover. New York Jets which we were just talking about. They have three quarterbacks in their room with a sum total of zero days of NFL experience. Zach Wilson, Mike White, James Morgan. Rumor has it they're going to sign a veteran QB, as we just talked about. Maybe it's going to be Nick Foles. Who knows? What are you taking here, Zach Wilson or the field? Is it going to be Zach Wilson or any other quarterback next year? Yeah, it's Zach Wilson, like you said. Nick Foles would be an ideal guy to probably go in and be as a backup. But if not – just look at the. Just look right now who's available. There's there's plenty of free agent quarterbacks that fit that role. So that that's an easy call. Zach Wilson, yep. day one starter. Yeah, that'd be actually. I'm excited to see that. I think he can bring some excitement to the Jets. I'm not not much of a, a Jets fan, but what they're putting together there has me interested. It'll be fun. Very interested. Yeah, it'll yep. be fun. All right, Bell on that guy. Let's go to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so I'm just gonna talk about two guys here: Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. I mean, obviously. They traded up to take Trey Lance second overall. Jimmy Garoppolo was seen as a steal when they got him from the uh, Patriots, but he's been getting inconsistent and very injury prone. What are your thoughts about the 49ers? It's really funny because, believe it, there there are a lot of people out there that really like uh, Garoppolo San Francisco, and they do not want to yeah, see Lance yeah. on the field week one. I mean, excuse me, week, week, year one. I was one, surprised yeah, yeah. to get that. You know, I understood the first couple of games, but they think that Trey Lance should sit the year. Listen, the, the NFL is just not designed for that, and they're not going to – they didn't trade up to do it. Just like Washington didn't trade the farm to get RG3 at number two. San Francisco is the same situation. They're in a win-now situation. That defense is really set for a two-, three-year window. So I think if you give Garoppolo the year, that's really taken away from development. So in saying that, I think they're pretty much going to roll with Garoppolo. Right. He's, you know, given 300 yards, three touchdowns a game, he stays. But I think we've seen he's not going to do that. So right. I think probably by you know mid season, I think that's where you'll see Trey Lance. But if 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 it's a fifty, if it's uh you know three and three to start the year, I think you can see Trey Lance coming pretty quick because they're going to need to be competitive early on. Because I don't see them taking this as some kind of you know year where they can just develop oh, yeah. the whole team. I think this is a win yeah, now situation. Win. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's got we got two more here to hit real quick. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They got Jalen Hurts. The- Aaron, now that Carson Wentz is out of town. But they also got two other guys. They got Joe Flacco, eh, and they got Nick Mullins, who they signed actually today, probably of the 49ers. So what do you think of the Philadelphia Eagles? Crazy enough, I think, depending on how it shakes out in camp, Nick Mullins probably, you know, ends up being QB2. And Flacco, who knows? Maybe he gets, maybe, you know, he just gets cut. Or, you know, there's a desperate team out there that's willing to just throw, you know, a conditional sixth, seventh rounder for him, which I I don't see. Hello, Jets. I think, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I think with Jalen Hurts, um, I think that he has some weapons. They've definitely given him receivers. Um, that offensive line, 
that's a big question mark. I think that they they'll have enough to you know have a decent running game and the, the you know having Gainwell out of Memphis is a guy who was really high coming into the draft. You know that's another receiving option, but you know their backfield is really going to be strong. So I think they're set up to really you know play the game where they're not asking him to throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, but right. with, you know, 15, 20 attempts, can he do enough to, you know, keep that starting job? I, I don't think as a second rounder, it's locked yeah. in. I think they're going into, you know, this year saying, you know, he's going to get probably half the year to show if not, you know, 2022 is, is um, the year for the quarterback. But I think bringing in Nick Mullins makes more sense that if they think they want to pull him in, you know, week six, week seven, I could definitely see that happen. But it'll be interesting because if you look at their schedule, the NFC yep. East is like no other this year. Those final six games, uh, Philadelphia plays Washington twice and Dallas twice. Dallas yeah. twice or Giants twice, I know, with, with our schedule. But you're talking about a lot of things, you know, that are going to look a lot different by then because I think the Eagles, as, you know, talented as they are at the receiver position, the upgrades, they're going to be the bottom feeders of the East. So, yeah, I don't right. – I just – I don't know. I'm an Alabama fan, and I – I, I really didn't think much of him then. He went to Oklahoma, which fit him more. I just don't see him as, you know, a legitimate, you know, future, you know, starter in this league. Yeah, and I will say this. Well, a good friend of mine is actually related to Joe Flacco. So, Joe, if you're listening to the podcast, get on the show and defend yourself. Come on, join us right. and defend yourself, my friend. You're welcome to any time. All right, let's hit the bell. Last team, let's talk about those Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, yes. much of the talk of the offseason – now probably facing some sort of suspension. They also got Tyrod Taylor, who was Wally pipped by Justin Herbert in the in L.A. David Mills selected 67th overall in the draft, and Jeff Driscoll back up from Cincy. What's going to happen in the Texans? You know, it, it, it's it's domino. So whatever happens with the Watson situation, it's going to be between Tyrod Taylor and David Mills. And again, it's just crazy to me how quickly the David Mills hype got. In about what March by the beginning of March no one right. really had him any any higher than I think a fifth round I believe right. this pro day was mid-March and after that people were talking about second third round this guy has torn both ligaments and both knees um, by the time he was a junior in college so I think that uh, whatever happens with Deshaun Watson situation Tyrod Taylor is going to be that journeyman guy that's going to be ready to you know come in the game but I think that the, the it from everything I'm hearing this can honestly go on for the year, and it doesn't sound like the NFL is ready to levy any kind of penalty, put them in any kind of an exempt list because no charges are being filed yet. So, man, this is the most interesting storyline to watch as far as the quarterback situation uh, next yep. to Aaron Rodgers because I think Deshaun Watson didn't want to play there, and then all this happened. So they're definitely planning on like he's not going to be there. You know, you have Tyrod Taylor who fits the offense exactly. David right. knows who they can incorporate into that system as well and same they can do with Driscoll. So I think that they're setting themselves up, but, man, Texans, they are going to be a bad team. I don't, I'd don't. i be surprised if they win one <laughs> game next year. Yeah, it's going to be really, really terrible. I totally agree with that. And that is all the time we have. Eric on the show. All right, Adam, anything to promo for us this week? Yeah, no, just you know, keep tuning in to the Burgundy and Gold Report.com. Uh, it's the off season, so you know, definitely taking time to you know watch more film, uh, especially of the rookie class uh, that Washington had, and you know, and again, getting a little early jump on the rookies next year. Um, but mainly, um, other than football garbage time, I'm doing sidelines Washington podcast. Yes, um, yeah. We will have a special guest from from Pro Football Focus next next week. Um, so a bit more about that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at, at the B and G Report. 
and again, you know, just follow us. We'll have a lot of cool stuff. Um, there's no off season over here. Absolutely, check out all all the fun, wonderful uh, podcasts that uh, that. And, and and keep in mind, folks, Adam's best performance is left for our podcast, no doubt about it. But he does ninety nine percent of it in his other podcast, so it's worth it's worth listening because ninety nine percent of Adam is like one hundred and thirty percent of most other guys out there. So you guys go listen <laughs> to all his podcasts. I'm telling you, go listen to his podcasts and go check out the Burgundy and Gold Report dot com because, like I said, it's for football fans. No, not just Washington fans. Although you Washington fans, if you haven't checked it out, you're crazy. You're crazy. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And once again, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.